5. S or indeed perhaps at all, being only killed and cut up and given to the visitors to take away and eat in their own villages. Etiquette. These simple people do not appear to have many customs which come under the heading of etiquette. Pure and simple. A boy must soon, say within a few weeks, after he has received his perennial band leave the parental home, and go to live in the Amon, but this rule only refers to his general life, and does not prohibit him from ever entering his parents' house, if he receives his band when he is very young. This rule will not begin to operate until he is 10 or 12 years old. He is in no case under any prohibition from being in or crossing the village enclosure. A girl is allowed to enter the Amon, though she may not sleep there, prior to receiving her band, but after that she must never enter it. A young and married man, who has arrived at the marriageable age, must not eat in the presence of women. He can eat in the bush, or inside the Amon, but he must not eat on the platform of the Amon, where women might see him. There appear to be no other customs of mutual avoidance. As, for example, that between son-in-law and mother-in-law, and with reference to other marriage relationships, such as are found in some of the Solomon Islands, and among various other primitive races, children and unimportant adults must always pass behind a chief, not in front of him, and when a chief is speaking, everyone else, old and young, must be silent, young men and girls associate and talk freely together in public among other people but no young man would go about alone with a girl, unless he was misconducting himself with her, or wished to do so. Visiting is purely friendly and social, and there is no personal system of formal and ceremonial visiting, except as between communities or villages. There do not appear to be any forms of physical salutation, but there are recognized ways in which men address one another on meeting and parting. If A and B meet in the bush, A may say to B, Where do you come from? And B will answer, I come from, A may then say, where are you going to, and B will reply to this, then B may put similar questions to A and will be similarly answered, these questions are not necessarily asked because the questioner is really anxious for information, but are in the nature of a formality, the equivalent of our, how do you do, the system of asking and answering these questions, though well recognized as a social form, is not in practice strictly adhered to, also A on coming to a village and finding B there, and wishing to salute him, will call him by name, and B will then call a by name, then A will say, you are here, and B will reply, I am here, this form is more strictly carried out than is the other one, then when A leaves he will say to B, I am going, and B will answer, go, then B will call A by his name, and A will call B by name, and the formality is finished, if A being very friendly with B comes to his village to see him, on his departure B and probably B's family, will accompany A out of the village, and will stand watching his departure until he is about to disappear round the corner of the path, and then they will call out his name, and he will respond by calling out B's name. Gestures may perhaps be included under this heading, though there is apparently but little to be said about the matter. When a question is asked, an affirmative reply is indicated by nodding the head, and a negative one by shaking it, and Though I asked if this was not probably the result of association with people who had been among white men, I was told that it was not so. A negative answer is also often expressed by shrugging the shoulders, and a kind of grimace with the lips. The nodding of the head to a negative question, such as, are you not well, signifies assent to the negative, that island that he is not well, and so vice versa with the shaking of the head. Chapter V Community, Clan, and Village Systems and Chieftainship Communities. 
clans, and villages. The native populations of the Mafulu area are scattered about in small groups or clusters of villages or hamlets, and, as each cluster of villages is for many purposes a composite and connected whole, I propose to call such a cluster a community. Friendships, based on proximity and frequent intercourse and intermarriage, doubtless arise between neighboring communities, but otherwise there does not appear to be any idea in the minds of the people of any general relationship or common interest between these various communities of the area. Each community regards the members of every other community within the area as outsiders, just as much so as are, say, the Ambo people to the north and the Kuni people to the west. If a community, or group of communities together, were the subject of an attack from either Ambo or Kuni natives, each of these being people whose language is different as regards the Kuni utterly different from that of the Mafulu, there would apparently be no thought of other Mafulu-speaking communities, as such, coming to assist in repelling the attack. Hence in dealing with the question of inter-village relationship, I have to fix my mind mainly upon the community and its constituent parts, concerning the situation as between one community and another as they regard themselves as quite distinct and unrelated. The only question which seems to arise is that of the ownership of, and rights over, the intervening bush and other land, the boundaries between what is regarded as the preserve of one community, within which its members may hunt and fish, clear for garden purposes, cut timber, and collect fruit, and that of an adjoining community are perfectly well known. The longitudinal boundaries along the valleys are almost always the rivers and streams which form good boundary marks, but those across the hills and ridges from stream to stream are, I was told, equally defined in the minds of the natives, though no artificial boundary marks are visible. These boundaries are mutually respected, and trouble and fighting over boundary and trespass questions are, I was told, practically unknown. The people in this respect differing from those of Mako, a community comprises several villages, the number of which may vary from, say, two to eight but the relationship between all the villages is not identical. There is a clan system, and there is generally more than one clan in a community. Often there are three or more of such clans. Each clan, however, has its own villages, or sometimes one village only, within the community, and two clans are never found represented in any one village, or any one clan spread over two or more communities. Figure 3 is a diagrammatic illustration of a typical Mafula community. The circles representing villages of one clan, the squares those of another clan, and the triangle being the sole village of a third clan. I have said that the entire community is for many purposes a composite whole. In many matters they act together as a community. This is especially so as regards the big feast, which I shall describe hereafter. It is so also to a large extent in some other ceremonies and in the organization of hunting and fishing parties and sometimes in fighting and the community as a whole has its boundaries, within which are the general community rights of hunting, fishing, etc. as above stated, but the relationship between a group of villages of any one clan within the community is of a much closer and more intimate character than is that of the community as a whole. These villages of one clan have a common amity or chief, a common amon or clubhouse, and a practice of mutual support and help in fighting for redress of injury to one or more of the individual members, and there is a special social relationship between their members, and in particular clan exogamy prevails with them. Marriages between people of the same clan, even though in different villages, being reprobated almost as much as are marriages between people of the same village. The Mafula word for village is emi, 
but there are no words signifying the idea of a community of villages and that of a group of villages belonging to the same clan within that community. As regards the latter there is the word embele, but this word is used to express the intimate social relationship existing between the members of a clan, and not to express the idea of an actual group of villages. Communities and villages have geographical names. The name adopted for a community will probably be the name of some adjoining river or ridge. That adopted for a village will probably be the name of the exact crest or spot on which it is placed. The minuteness of the geographical nomenclature here being remarkable. Clan groups of villages, forming part of a community, have, as such, no geographical names. But a member of one such group will distinguish himself from those of another group by saying that he is a man of, giving the name of the chief of the clan occupying the group. I was assured that, when there are two or more villages of a clan with a common chief and a moan, they had originally been one village which has split up, an event which undoubtedly does in fact take place, while on the other hand the several villages of a clan, presumably the outcome of a previous splitting up of a single village, will sometimes amalgamate together into a one village, which thus becomes the only village of the clan, but two villages of different clans could never amalgamate in this way. The following are examples of these village changes, near to the Mafulu Mission Station is a community called Shivu, which includes seven villages occupied by three clans, as follows, 1. Vwali belonging to a clan whose chief, Jeria, lives at Amalala, where the clan in Mon Island 2, Amalala 3, Koto Malib 4, Moligo 5, Malala belonging to a clan whose chief, Gaito Iola, lived at Malala, where the clan in Mon is, he has recently retired in favor of his eldest son, Anamiva, who is the present chief, and also lives there. 6. Delva 7. Siluka being the only village of a clan whose chief, Biva, has recently died. His eldest son, who has succeeded him, is an infant. There is no regency. Also near the mission station is a community called Olo, which includes four villages occupied by two clans, as follows. 1. Asita belonging to a clan whose chief, Amokau, lives at Asita, where the Amon Island 2, Kotsi 3, Ingolanda 4, Ufan being the only village of a clan whose chief is Ubebe, referring to these villages, in the year 1899 the clan now occupying the four villages Bwali, Amalala, Koto Malib and Moligo had only a single village, Kaidiabi, the clan's chief being the above mentioned area, then there was a government punitive expedition. Following the attack of the natives upon Monsignor de Boismanu the present bishop of the mission of the Sacred Heart in British New Guinea and his friends, who were making their first exploration of the district, in which expedition a number of natives, including the brother of the chief, were killed. After that the village was abandoned, and the three villages of Bwali, Amalala and Moligo arose in its place. Subsequently after a big feast, which was held at Amalala in the year 1909, that village put out an offshoot which is the present village of Koto Malib. Also in the year 1909 the village of Umfan was represented by seven villages, all belonging to a one clan under the chieftainship of Ubebe, the names of which were Ipolo, Olona, Isisibe, Valamangat, Amata, Angasabi and Amambu, but after the feast above mentioned the people of that clan all abandoned their villages, and joined together in forming the present village of Umfan, the chief, that is the true chief of a clan has his house in one of the villages of the clan, and if, as sometimes occurs, he has houses in two or more of these villages, there is one village in which is what is regarded as his usual residence, and this is the village in which is the Amon of the clan, 
as regards the relative predominance of the various clans of a community and their respective chiefs in matters affecting the whole community e.g. the arranging and holding of a big feast. There is no rule or system. The predominance will probably, unless there be a great disparity in the actual size or importance of the clans, and perhaps even to a certain extent notwithstanding such a disparity, fall to the clan whose chief by his superior ability or courage or force of character, or perhaps capacity for palavering, has succeeded in securing for himself the predominating influence in the community. The word embele and certain other words are used to designate the closeness or otherwise of the connection between individuals. Embele signifies the close connection which exists between members of one clan, and a man will say of another member of his clan that he is his embele. The word village signifies a community connection, which is recognized as being not so close as a clan connection, and a man will say of another, who is outside his own clan, but is a member of his own community, that he is his village. The expression agata signifies absence of any connection, and a man will refer to a member of another community, mafulu, kuni, ambo, or anything else. There is no distinction between these in the use of the term as being agata, thereby meaning that he is an outsider. This brings me to the question of the use by me of the term, clan, to designate the intimate association above referred to. To begin with, there is a considerable difference between the situation produced by the clan system, if it may be regarded as such, of Mafulu and that of, say, Mako, where one finds several clans occupying one village, and where members of one clan may be scattered over several more or less distant villages, though this latter difference might perhaps arise in part from natural geographical causes. The flat lowlands of the Mako people being highly favorable to inter-village communication over their whole areas, and to the holding of their recognized and numerous markets, whilst it may almost be assumed that such intercommunication would be more restricted, at all events in days gone by, among the Mafulu inhabitants of the mountains, then again in Mafula there are no clan badges, nor are there any realistic or conventional representations of, or designs which can to my mind be possibly regarded as representing, or having had their origin in the representation of animals, birds, fishes, plants, or anything else. As regards this, however, it may be mentioned that the Mafula people are very primitive and undeveloped, and have not in their art any designs which could readily partake of this imitative character, their artistic efforts never producing curves, and indeed not going beyond geometric designs composed of straight lines, rectangular and zigzag patterns and spots. Also I was unable to discover the faintest trace of any idea which might be regarded as being totemistic, or having a totemistic origin, in particular, although inquiry was made from ten independent and trustworthy native sources, I could not find a trace of any system of general clan to board against the killing or the eating of any animal, bird, fish, or plant. It is true that there are various temporary food taboos associated with special conditions and events and that there are certain things the eating of which is regarded as permanently taboo to certain individuals, but the former of these restrictions are general and are not associated with particular clans or communities, and the latter restrictions relate separately to the individuals only, and apparently are based in each case on the fact that the food has been found to disagree with him, though whether the restriction is the result of mere common sense based upon individual experience or has in it an element of superstition as to something which may be harmful to the individual concerned, is a point upon which I could not get satisfactory explanation. Again, still dealing with the question of totemism, I may say that the community and village names as already stated, 
there are no clan names do not appear to be referable to any possible totemistic objects. There is no specific ancestor worship, in connection with which I could endeavor to trace out an association between that ancestor and a totemistic object, and there is no special reverence paid to any animal or vegetable, except certain trees and creepers, the fear of which is associated with spirits and ghosts generally, and not with ghosts of individual persons and except as regards omen superstitions concerning flying foxes and fireflies, which are general and universal among all these people, and except as regards the possible imitative character of the Mafulu dancing, which, if existent, is probably also universal. Moreover, I was told that now, at any rate, the people regard their imbele or clan relationship as a social one, as well as one of actual blood, a statement which is illustrated by the fact that, if a member of one clan leaves his village to reside permanently in a village of another clan, he will regard the members of the latter clan, and will himself be regarded by them, as being Mbele, although he does not part with the continuing Mbele connection between himself and the other members of his original clan. On the other hand the association between members of a clan is exceedingly close, so much so that a serious injury done by an outsider to one member of a clan e.g. his murder or the case of his wife eloping with a stranger and her family refusing to compensate him for the price which he had paid for her on marriage is taken up by the entire clan, who will join the injured individual in full force to inflict retribution, and, as already stated, the members of a clan share in one common chief and one common amon. Intermarriage between them is regarded as wrong, and apparently each group of villages occupied by a single clan has in origin been a single village, and may well have a common descent. I think, therefore, that I am justified in regarding these internal sections of a community as clans, chiefs, subchiefs and notables and their imon at the head of each clan is the amiti, or chief of the clan, the island and is recognized as being, the only true chief, he is the most important personage of his clan, and is treated with the respect due to his office, but, though he takes a leading part in all matters affecting the clan, he is not a person with any administrative or judicial functions and he has no power of punishment or control over the members of the clan, in public ceremonial matters of importance. However, he has functions which rest primarily upon him alone, and he does, in fact, always perform these functions in his own village, and on the occasion of a big feast as to which see below. He does so in whatever village of the clan that feast may be held. The chief lives in one of the villages of the clan, but may have houses in other villages of that clan also. In the village in which he mainly resides is his imon or clubhouse, which is the only true imon of the clan, and for the upkeep and repair of this he is responsible. This is the ceremonial imon in his own village, and is always the one used in connection with the ceremony of a big feast in any village of the clan, and, if the feast be held in a village other than that in which is his then existing imon, another one is built in that village in lieu of his former one in the other village. There is not in connection with these chiefs and their ceremonies any distinctive difference in importance between the right and the left as regards the positions occupied by them on the Amon platform or the structure of the Amon, such as is found among the rural people, next in rank to the chief, and at the head of each village of the clan, there is a sub-chief, or an babe, this term meaning, father of the village, he is not regarded as a true chief, but he is entitled, and it is his duty to perform in his own village all the functions of the chief, except those connected with the big feast, 
he and the similar sub-chiefs of the other villages of the clan are the persons who take the prominent part in supporting the chief in any ceremonial function concerning the whole clan in which the latter may be engaged, and in particular at the big feast, the Anu babe is usually a relative of the chief, and at all events is an important personage, he also has in his own village his imon, which is the principal imon of that village, and is used for all ceremonial functions in that village except the big feast but it is not regarded as being a true imon. The chief holds in his own village of residence both his office of Amedi and that of Amubabe, there being no other person holding the latter office in that village. Next in rank to the sub-chiefs come a number of eight baby, which means, great men. These are the leading people the aristocracy of the clan. There are no distinctive social grades of rank among them. Their number is often very large in proportion to the total number of male inhabitants of a village, indeed sometimes almost every member of a village will claim to belong to this class. These people are in no sense office bearers, and have no special duties to perform, though on a ceremonial occasion they are entitled to have their importance borne in mind. Each of them also is entitled to have an imon here again not a true imon in his village, but in fact their numbers often make this practically impossible and you rarely see more than two or three imon in one village. The above are all the chiefs and notables of the clan. There is no such thing as a war chief. Aristocracy in its various forms is not a condition to which a man attains on getting older it is attained by inheritance. The office of the chief is hereditary in the male line by strict rules of descent and primogeniture. On the death of a chief his office descends to his eldest son, or if that son has died leaving children, it descends to the eldest son of that son and so on for subsequent generations, failing the eldest son or male issue in the male line of the eldest son, the office devolves upon the late chief's second son or his male issue in the male line, and so on for other sons and their issue, failing such male issue the office passes to a collateral relation of the late chief on his father's side e.g. the late chief's next eldest brother or that brother's son, or the late chief's second brother or that brother's son. The ascertainment of the devolution being based upon a general principle of nearest male relationship in the male line and primogeniture, the chief holds his office for life, but he may in his lifetime resign it in favor of the person entitled to succeed him, and this in fact often occurs, he cannot, however, on the appointment of his successor still continue in office himself, so as to create a joint chieftainship, as is done in Mako, he, as chief, is subject to no special taboo and there is no qualification for office, other, of course, than hereditary right, but no chief can perform the functions of his office, or build for himself an imon, until he has married, there is no ceremony on the chief's accession to office on the death of his predecessor, but there is a ceremony to be described hereafter on a chief's abdication in favor of his successor, cases have, I was told, occurred in which a man has in one way or another forced himself into the position of chief, though not qualified by descent, and has thus become a chief, from whom subsequent chieftainship descent has been traced, but I could learn nothing of the circumstances under which this had occurred, also it has happened that, when a chief has been weak, and has not asserted his position, a sub-chief has more or less usurped his power and influence, without actually upsetting his chieftainship or supplanting him in his performance of ceremonial duties, if the chief on acquiring office by inheritance is a child, or not qualified to act e.g. unmarried, he is nevertheless chief, but some person will usually act as his guardian, and perform his functions for him until he has qualified, 
This person will probably be one of the young chief's eldest male paternal relations e.g. the eldest living brother of the last previous chief, and will presumably be a person of consequence, but he will not necessarily be one of the sub-chiefs. All the above observations concerning the hereditary nature of a chief's office and subsequently explained matters apply also to the case of a sub-chief, except that there is no ceremony on his resigning office in favor of his successor, and that the usurpation of the office of a sub-chief, of the occurrence of which I found no record, would perhaps be more difficult of accomplishment, in the event of a village throwing off an offshoot village, or itself splitting up into two villages that an existing sub-chief of the original village would continue his office in it or, in case of a division, in one of the villages resulting from the split, and the other village would have for its sub-chief some one of the eight baby of the original village, probably the one who was most active in organizing the split. On the other hand, if several villages united into a one, one only of their sub-chiefs could be sub-chief of the village arising from the amalgamation, and the others would sink to the rank of eight baby. The observations concerning the hereditary nature of a chief's rank also apply to the eight baby. I have no information concerning them on the other points, but these are not so important as regards these people, who had no official position and had no duties to perform. There are, as will be seen hereafter, a number of persons who are employed from time to time to perform various acts and functions of a ceremonious or superstitious character, notably the man who has the important duty of killing pigs at feasts, but these men are not by virtue of their offices or functions either chiefs or sub-chiefs, or even notables or important personages. It is in each case a matter of the specific personal power which the man is believed to possess. Any of them might happen to be an important personage, and the pig killer, whose office is a prominent one, would probably be one, though in his case muscular strength would, I understand, be an important element of qualification. Chapter VI Villages, Imon. Houses and modes of inter-village communication villages and their imon and houses. The Mafulu villages are generally situated on narrow plateaus or ridges, sloping down on each side, but the plateaus are not usually so narrow, nor the slopes so steep, as are those of the Kuni district, and the villages themselves are not generally so narrow, as the contour of the country does not involve these conditions to the same extent. Also the Mafulu villages are on the lower ridges only, and not on the high mountains but the actual elevations above sea level of these lower ridges are, I think, generally higher than those of the top ridges of the Kuni. Plate 54 shows the position and surroundings of the village of Salub community of Uga, and is a good representative example, except that the plate does not show any open grassland. The villages are, or were, protected with stockades and with pits outside the stockades, and sometimes with platforms on trees near the stockade boundaries from which platforms the inhabitants can shoot and hurl stones upon an enemy climbing up the slope. The stockade is made of timber, is about 15 to 25 feet high, and is generally constructed in three or more parallel rows or lines, each of the lines having openings, but the openings never being opposite to one another. These protections have now, however, been largely, though not entirely, discontinued. It island or was, also the practice, when expecting an attack to put into the ground in the approaches to the village called throp-like arrow-headed objects, with their points projecting upwards. The average size of the villages is small compared with that of the large villages of Mako, some of them having only six or eight houses, though many villages had thirty houses, and some of them had fifty or sixty or more. The houses and Amon are much smaller than those of Mako, 
and much ruder and simpler in construction and they have no carving or other decoration. There are no communal houses. The houses are ranged into parallel rows along the side of the ridge, with an open village space between them, the space being considerably longer than it is broad, and more or less irregular in shape. The houses are generally built with their door openings facing inwards towards the village enclosure, at one end of the village, and facing down the open space, is the chiefs or sub-chief Simone. These are, like the Roro Maria and the Mako Yufu, used, not only in connection with ceremonies, but also as living houses for men, especially unmarried men, and for the accommodation of visitors to the village. There are probably also in the village the Amon of one or more of the notables before mentioned, of which one will be at the other end of the village and any others will be among the houses at the side of, and facing into, the village enclosure. There are not often more than three Amon, true or otherwise, in one village. You of course do not find the surrounding palm groves of Mako and the coast, nor do you generally see the waste space behind the houses, or the ring of garden plots outside the waste space. The position of the village on its ridge being usually hardly adapted to the latter, you may, however, often find garden plots very near to the village. Each family has its own house, and, except as regards the Amon and their use, there are no separate houses for men or women, or for any class of them. The Mafulu Amon is an oblong building, erected on piles of very varying height, the interior floor being anything from 3 to 15 feet above the ground. In size also it varies very much, but generally it is internally about 12 to 15 feet long from front to back, and about 8 to 12 feet in width. The roof, which is thatched with long, rather broad leaves, is constructed on the ridge and gable principle, with the gable ends facing the front and the back, and the roof sloping on both sides in convex curves from the ridge downwards. Remarkable and specially distinctive features of the building are the thatched roof appendages projecting from the tops of the two gable ends front and back, the forms of which appendages are somewhat like a hood or the convex fan-shaped semicircular roof of an apse, and in con, 